Hi, everybody, and welcome to Concepts. I'm Daniel. And I'm Tracy. And uh, we've got a guest with us today, Colin. Why don't you say hi? Hi. Colin, what is your familiarity with the album of Tommy? Uh, it's an album that I've definitely, I can't remember what I heard first. I'm sure, I'm pretty sure I saw like the movie edition of, uh, of, of the, of, I almost said of the who, of Tommy first, <laughs> but it's that thing of like, okay, this is an album that I definitely don't listen to all the time. It's actually an album that I feel like I sometimes forget exists. And then someone mentions something and then I go, oh yeah, Tommy. Okay. And then I go and listen to it. And then I am either like stoked that I listened to it or I go, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm I, sad it's, now. it's, it's such a, it's such a strange thing. Like I, it's, it's, it is a very good album. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm fairly familiar with it. I've listened to it. Uh, probably I'm going to just take a rough estimate of like 20 times in my life. Right. Jeez. But the thing is, is that like, it is a good album. It's one of those albums, though. Maybe this is the whole thing about being a concept album. I feel like you have to be in the mood for it. Right. It's kind of like watching a movie where you have to be. It's not just something you, you know, put on shuffle and jam to in your car. Right. Right. Yeah. It's definitely something to listen to holistically. And that can right. be a little tough. I am very excited. So we are working through The Hawker, which technically has a different name. It's Eyesight to the Blind. Yeah, last episode was Amazing Journey and Sparks. Uh, so we we got to see kind of how Tommy experiences... Acid. Experiences everything. <laughs> uh, not necessarily experiences acid. That'll be... Oh, that's right. That'll be later. But is also Spoiler. kind of also attached to this. We'll talk about that a little bit. But yeah, so Amazing Journey and Sparks led us on a musical vibration journey of mm. something. So acid. <laughs> no, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Keep not going. for Tommy, but for the listener, pretty right. much. Yes. Yeah. Auditory acid. And so a man approaches Tommy's mother and however we're going with the story, be it his father or the the lover or what have you, mm-hmm. and has some ideas on ways to help out Tommy. Tracy, hit us with them lyrics. You talk about your woman, I wish you could see mine. Yeah, you talk about your woman, I wish you could see mine. Every time she starts to lovin', she brings eyesight to the blind. Oh. Yeah. The face we all just made. (laughs) Indeed. The interesting thing about this song uh, that I meant to bring up before we jumped into the lyrics is that this is a cover. Wait, it is? Yes. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Was originally recorded as a 12-bar blues by Sonny Boy Williamson II in 1951. That's also right in front of me, or rather like the songwriter. Just never, I just literally yeah. never read the songwriter section. It just says like "Eyesight to the Blind" by the Who. That's interesting. You know what though? That actually makes so much more sense in a way because it does have a again like a twelve bar like setup in a way. You know, like mm-hmm. two lines that are essentially just repeated, and then the next two lines. Um, so six in a way, um, and then also there is no chorus. It's just mm-hmm. verse. A little bit of instrumental, which I guess you could call a B section, but it's just A, B, A, B, A. 
you yeah. know, like, but there's, there's never a chorus. There's no bridge. There's nothing. It's like, it's just the same structure three times in a row and then it's out. Um, so there's not, but musically, there's not a lot going on there, but it's interesting now that I know that it is a cover and stuff like that, it actually kind of changes how I see that song. Interestingly enough. Yeah. Uh, they did. They made some lyrical, uh, a couple of lyrical changes. The the hawker here is saying that his his woman, unclear if it's a wife or a, a lover or lover, right. if it is a sex worker that he is that he is talking about. But he's like, yeah, every time that she starts starts doing her thing, blind people can see. How often would that happen, do you think? That's pretty... Yeah, I don't know. It's possible that she is a specialized sex worker that caters to differently abled people. Right. right. And has discovered this healing power, which in that case, fucking go off, girl. Right. She's not getting paid enough, clearly. This is something that maybe I've never fully understood about this song, at least in the context of Tommy and stuff like that. Like, I'm not sure if... The hawker himself is selling this idea as as literal or metaphorically, or or metaphorical. Sorry, I I can't mm-hmm. combine those two. Um, but you know, because like the idea to me of you know she brings eyesight to the blind, or uh, every time she starts to shake and the dumb begin to talk, uh, just a word from her lips and the deaf begin to hear, kind of thing. I f- I feel as if like that is also just a matter of you know no matter what ails you this is someone who will be there and basically like won't judge and will just sort of treat everybody equally like give everybody the same treatment helps you and see the makes world them feel good yes 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 and like mm-hmm. the idea of just like you know i think we've all probably been through some sort of experience that has has been like sort of life-changing and has sort of like changed how we view or experience other things and so like the idea of bringing eyesight to the blind in heavy quotations may just be the idea of like they metaphorically see things in a different way, you know, because they've had this experience right, with like this Like she's with going this to change your world and make you right. see everything in a completely different way. Right. Yes. Right. Which Tommy's parents are hoping would be literal. So yeah, let's move on to the next bit. You know, her daddy gave her magic. I can tell by the way she walks. Her daddy gave her magic. I can tell by the way she walks. Every time she starts to shake in the dumb beat. So here's the thing. You want to talk about something that didn't age well. Yeah, uh, the last line. This the, the, album? Well, well, yes, yes. But I mean, like, specifically this verse, two things that didn't age well. The phrase daddy nowadays, to our generation especially, means something so different. Mm-hmm. And... That kind of makes for another interesting interpretation. But then also saying the dumb began to talk is unfortunate. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah, those those are two things that once again don't work great. And this is actually one of the changed lines Mm -hmm. from the original. The original uh, and other covers, uh, rather than being about magic, uh, it's being about having money. The original was uh, her daddy must have been a millionaire, I can tell by the way she walks. Hmm. Uh, Or her daddy's got some money, I can tell by the way she walks. Which I think is very interesting and definitely kind of reinforces the pimp and sex worker situation here. Right. Yeah. It does, like, the lyric gives me a really interesting image, though. 
in almost the way that I like, like her magic and her walk. I know like how it's meant to be taken. Like, oh, right. she's just super mm-hmm. sexy sauntering around. But I don't uh-huh. like it. I kind of like the image that it gives me. Like I picture this really powerful woman walking and whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I and I think that that's something that we, I think, as people can also appreciate whether it is about a sex worker or about just someone that you happen to be passing on the street that is like, I don't know, like a newspaper newspaper delivery person. You mean like the idea of like anyone who has a powerful walk is going to be sort of like a head turner and like, a mm-hmm. oh, OK, well, you know, they know what they, they want. They got magic. Yeah. Someone once told me that I walk with determination and I have carried that with me ever since. Like that was like six years right. ago. I'm like, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's also this thing of like, you know, that expression of like, no one will mess with you if you walk like you have a purpose or like, if you look like you know what you're doing, no one's going to like get in your way kind of thing. Feels yeah. like you got a switchblade. Yeah, no, I, I think that there's a, there's a lot of truth in that. Like, there is certainly a, I don't know what it is about the way someone walks, but like, there's, again, something that could really draw the eye and make make you make you pay attention, you know? Anyway, and then we hit the instrumental bridge. Do you want me to sing it? I don't know how it goes. Yes, yes. I guess there is that section too. I don't remember. I actually forgot about that little section. So I guess what I said in the very beginning of there not being anything other than that, it was slightly wrong. But yeah, but I mean, you know, it's... Yeah, it's, I mean, but uh, your main thing was like there wasn't a chorus, there wasn't really anything. Right, there's, there's, there really an, an is no callback. instrumental bridge, it still falls into the 12-bar blues. True, true, true. Rhythm, right. so... Okay. Ready for that last... Oh, yeah. You know it. Hunka chunka? Yeah, hit us with that last bit. She's got the power to heal you, never fear. She's got the power to heal you, never fear. Just a word from her lips and the deaf begin to hear. Hmm. So... Like, when I was young and, like, first listening to this album, this song was always very intriguing to me in the, like, particularly this this bit, just a word from her lips and the deaf begin to hear. is just, like, everyone is so fascinated and fixated uh-huh. on her mm-hmm. that, like, they want to hear her so badly that they just start hearing. Uh, yeah. Right. They're so enraptured. Right. And I think that's a, a very interesting idea. But here, like, he is promising being right. healed. That's true. He's like, she she's she's gonna heal you. You're good. She's got magic. She's gonna she's gonna fix you up to where you need to be. Yeah. And I know another maybe we've touched on this already, but a lot of like Tommy's experience is just not knowing what's happening and being afraid, I would imagine, all right. the time. So the whole, like, mm-hmm. never fear, never feel it, fear, it's not directed at Tommy. It's directed at his parents. Right. Like, there's no way to, to communicate to him that, hey, it's going to be okay. Right. Like, he just, I mean, he has yeah. a sense of touch. So maybe if people actually were giving him safe touches and things mm-hmm. like that. But I feel like that has not really happened. And this yet. song, I think, so he has this no song is definitely not for safety. his benefit either. It's It's absolutely for the parents' benefit. And again, whether he is, like, just selling an idea or selling, like, a a truth, you know, it's still very much like it is – I don't think that the hawkers – the hawker necessarily actually cares about 
Tommy. Oh, yeah, no, this is 100% for the Hawker's financial right, benefit. Right. But I mean, like, you know, there's, 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 uh, how do I word this? Like, at no point in this is he concerned about how Tommy's, like, quote unquote, sees anything so much as, like, he just, he's like, these are the only two people that I have to really connect this idea with. And, like, that's all that I care about in this moment. Right. And so much of this album so far is just like how what Tommy is going through is affecting other people, not necessarily right. him. Like, oh, uh-huh. my, you know, I, m- me, the mother, am having such a hard time because of my son. It's like, well, right. I think Tommy might be having a more difficult time. Right. So. Yeah. But I, I mean, I don't, I like, and that's, and that's also really tough because it's like, I, th- I sometimes think, um, you know, you, you don't see a lot of, of that focus for, for Tommy, I think necessarily, but only because of the fact that as someone who is afflicted like that, there isn't necessarily a way to project that, you know, to, to others or whatever. But in, in any situation where, you know, you are a caretaker or anything like that, it, you know, someone else's situation really does also affect you, but there's also better ways to, oh, to yeah. do it or say it than like Tommy's mom, who sometimes is, I, I, yeah. It's a little bit more like making it about themselves. Right. Of course, it's difficult. Right. I right. Mean, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 But it's that idea of like, she's not wrong. She just does it the wrong way, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think for the wrong reason. Oh, the yes. very wrong way for the very wrong reason. <laughs> right. Correct. Like she's uh, trying to cure him because he's too difficult for her to deal with. Right. She doesn't have any other ways. Right. Because it, yeah. I feel like she's very selfishly yeah, motivated. Correct. And the father, too. Well, whoever you're saying the father is. Like, it's not all on the mother. The father is also joint yeah. in making these decisions. Correct. So I think we give a lot of crap yeah. to the mother, which isn't really necessarily as fair because they're both crappy parents. That's true. I think she's focused on more, I feel like. And I think that's I feel yeah. like the only reason why people yeah. focus on that. And I know that I, like... I went through this uh, just assuming that the lover was the one who survived the altercation in 1921 and not mm-hmm. the father. And so because of that, the lover, I always felt was, I mean, still at fault for a lot of things, but like that it was more on Tommy's actual biological parent for being shit. But it's to everyone. I mean, any caretaker involved in this story, any adult in this story right. is just right. And I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. People. And I mean, the stepfather was with Tommy since pretty much since he was right. born, I think. So he's raising him as right. his own. And, you know, the yeah, other thing true. to take into consideration here is like, based on like the time period in which everything is set and even written, there was definitely a point in time in which fathers weren't as present in the upbringing of the children and so I think there is also a lot in there as well where, like, the father or the lover or whatever, whoever, you know, again, just like you said, whatever your interpretation is, either one will probably f- probably somewhat feel like, well, it's not necessarily my decision or, like, a lot of, well, whatever you think is best. Which actually almost makes them worse. Yes. No, I, I definitely agree. But it's like, you know, if you've ever watched, like, yeah. Stranger Things, right, obviously later in time but mm-hmm. uh, than, than this is, but um, the father of, like, the main boy – that father sometimes is there, but like he so very frequently puts everything like Pretty onto bad. the mother because he's like, well, I work all day, so you can take care of everything. You know, so it's like, you know, he thinks that he's done his bit. And so I feel like maybe there's also some of that right. 
So like, uh, whatever, what's the word for that? Um, historical context also probably changes how we see things. Yeah. The ordering of this song is very interesting to me. I feel like this song comes earlier in the album yeah. than it should, because it ties into the Acid Queen, because the Acid Queen is the woman that the Hawker mm-hmm. sings about, but the Acid Queen's not for another couple of songs. We have... How many songs are in between this and that? Two. So it's just Christmas and Cousin Kevin. So he grows uh, up pretty quick, though, it. because I feel like... I mean, Christmas would be early in his life, so... I mean, for yeah. them to talk to a sex worker when they're shot, when, like, he's still such a young child, even as a teenager, like, it's a... It's just all around bad, but, it, like, to put it so yeah. early in the song when he's still probably very young, it's just another layer of awful and creepy that is just real Correct. Great. Mm-hmm. So, Colin. Yes. If you were to make some changes, uh, make some different choices for the characters in this song, what choices would you make, and how would you how would you finagle it? How would you change it around? Well, see, this that that's kind of a a tougher question in a way, just because of the fact that I feel as if you know the the purpose of this character, you can't necessarily change his intentions or his wants because then it changes what he does or what comes after that. So, I mean, truthfully, I think the only thing that, like, if I could change something, I would probably just change some of the language. I'd probably just change some of the language that, we, that we've already talked about. Make it a little bit, like, for example, if you want to put it in the context of, uh, for whatever reason, the Who is like, hey, we realize that there's a lot of, like, weird, weirder stuff in this, and so we're going to rework it and put out a more modern version that's a little bit more... I don't know, let's call it responsible. And so they were like, let's let's just change up some of this stuff and put it in a safer way or whatever. I would definitely change the language, kind of what we just said. I would definitely put that song later. And I feel as if, I feel like I, I know that it is it is a cover and we're basing it off of, uh, of a previously written thing. But I also feel as if you could still, within that context, put in other other characters' actual reactions. You know, whether you'd like literally, I mean, because in a way, not in a way, I mean, it is, it's just a musical, you know, in musicals all the time, you have a song and then there's like a transition and you go into someone else's thoughts or ideas or sometimes even bringing back another theme. I feel as if I would love to have heard the first two parts of The Hawker, followed by some thoughts of whether both uh, both of the uh, parental figures or the mom followed by the last verse because i feel like that would change that would be the thing that would change their minds right like you start off with this Mm -hmm. idea of like okay all right sure you say this but then they got the power to heal you so if i were to change it basically i'm not saying it's bad i'm just saying i would make it better (laughs) yeah no no shade intended to to any of the who i i really do think that this i mean personally i feel like this is one of the weaker moments of the of the album and of the the show itself, you know, like with the show within the album, the album within the show, whatever you want to uh, frame it as, I feel as if like it's just missing some a little something to make it fully relevant to the whole story. Yeah, I think that's fair. What about you though? Would you like? Would you would you change anything besides anything that I've said, or do you completely disagree with me? No, I would just love a like a bit of just like you are talking about a child. Please leave us alone, yes. sir. Mm-hmm. You know, type of of reaction. Right. There's not a whole lot of like particular narrative choice that's yes. made in this song as much as it's just someone is making an offer. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. 
So it's it's hard to like make a different choice, but it's But if you if I think I think if you, you add a choice, it makes it more interesting. Yeah. Agreed. So Colin, if our listeners want to find more of you, where can they do that? Well, they can always follow me on Twitter at Colin M. Parker, C-O-L-I-N-M-P-A-R-K-E-R. I tweet about every project that I'm involved in all the time and sometimes tweet about other people's projects because I love them and believe in them so very much. They can find me at ScavengersNet, which is the Twitter account for the Scavengers Network scavengersnetwork.com. We have 16 shows as of the day that we recorded this, all of which have many of our friends. One of the shows actually features the three of us and our good friend Beth. That show is a pot of lesma. Uh, there's, I mean, basically, you can find me all over the place. Like, I, I, I love podcasting and I love doing things with y'all, so I'm sure you'll find me wherever fine podcasts are sold, which is a phrase that everyone says and I always hate it, and then I just said it, so... I guess I'm now part of the problem. Classic Colin. Classic, classic Colin. Oh, and if if I can classic actually plug just Colin. one show, I would say, yeah. I know I've already plugged a pot of Lesma that the three of us are on, but also Myth Takes, because that show is just so much fun, and it features uh, a rotating cast of members of the Scavengers Network, and you can find that at Myth Takes Cast. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Concept Podcast. Send us an email at conpodceptcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at Dantendo64. You can find me on Twitter at Adil's Warlock. And thank you all very much for listening. Next week, we will be back and we will be talking about Christmas time. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.